other side of midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Thanks for tuning in. Well, we are just days away from New York State's budget deadline. And every activist group, every interest group, every protest group in the world is in Albany trying to make their case for what they would like in the state budget. On Monday, a dozen Tax the Rich activists were actually arrested inside the state capitol in the evening as the political left is pushing for Albany Democrats to support higher taxes on the wealthy ahead of this April 1st budget deadline. And they have quite a few allies in the state legislature. One of those allies is State Senator Jabari Brisport, who was not arrested but did say this. I don't care if the governor is saying that she doesn't want to raise taxes on her rich donors. We will be forcing her to raise taxes on our rich donors to fund things for the working class this year. Police plan to release the dozen tax the rich supporters after giving them desk appearance tickets. But the arrests come amidst a great deal of friction between the relatively centrist governor, at least by Democratic Party standards, and legislative leaders who are so far to the left that they're almost off the reservation entirely over taxes. And it looks like the state's Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins and Speaker Carl Hasty may indeed have the upper hand here in deciding whether or not the wealthy are in store for a major tax increase. I have to tell you, I'm not averse to making the rich pay their fair share, but I think it would be a big mistake to raise taxes again on the wealthy. All that would do is drive them out of New York State to lower tax jurisdictions and deprive us of all their tax revenue. I mean, I can't think of a group of people that's more mobile and more able to move to a low-tax state than the wealthy. I don't think you can just keep soaking them and soaking them and still expect them to show up and pay the bills for all the rest of us. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Well, there is a New Jersey man who is turning 109, and he spoke with the Star Ledger about some life advice, or advice for all of us on living a long life, I should say. The man is none other then Vincent Dransfield, he will turn 109 years old, or years young, as the saying goes, on Tuesday, and he still drives his Hyundai every day to run errands and lives in the same Little Falls house he moved into back in 1945. He is a native of Passaic County and is quite possibly New Jersey's oldest resident in the entire state. He has some simple advice for all of us on living an improbably long life. Any guesses as to what it is? Well, here's a quote. It's just knowing people and loving people. 
That's all. That's what makes you live longer. You keep yourself moving around. That's what he said uh, at a pre-birthday party at his house in Little Falls. According to his granddaughter, he has never lived anywhere other than Little Falls and Patterson, where he was born at home in 1914, and he quit school after the eighth grade. He's got one daughter, three grandchildren, and seven great-grandchildren, and his wife of uh, 54 years died about 31 years ago. And he still, after all this time, remains on the roster of the Singak Volunteer Fire Company in Little Falls, where he signed up more than eight decades ago and once served as the fire chief. So happy birthday, Vincent. I can't think of anybody that's more deserving. And as for his advice, there was actually a new study, maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow, that shows surrounding yourself with good friends could indeed add to your physical health. So maybe there's something to this advice. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Is there anyone that is genuinely pushing for Governor Chris Christie, the former governor of New Jersey, to run for president of the United States again? Is there anyone? Well, we found one person. That person is the governor of the state of New Jersey, Chris Christie. He was in New Hampshire this weekend trying to generate some excitement for a presidential campaign, which nobody except for him seems to have much interest in. And he chose to use the occasion to bash Donald Trump. Let me tell you something. You better have somebody on that stage who can do to him what I did to Marco. Aside from Chris Christie's self-congratulatory tone there, let's keep in mind that he was very harsh with Trump during the 2016 campaign, and then he was the very first person to embrace Donald Trump and to endorse Donald Trump, and then the very first person to throw him under the bus when it was clear he was not going to get a position in the Trump administration. There's a lot to like about Chris Christie. He's certainly a charismatic guy. He's certainly an intelligent guy. But I don't think there's anyone even in the state of New Jersey, that genuinely thinks of him as a good governor. I mean, let alone in the United States as a whole. Conservatives aren't crazy about him because he's still out there defending bail reform, which he helped implement in New Jersey. Uh, They're not crazy about him because of his embrace of Barack Obama. Liberals aren't crazy about him because while parents of terminally ill children were pleading with Governor Christie to sign a bill legalizing medical marijuana in New Jersey, he refused to do it. Who could forget the race to the top debacle where his administration made a high profile bid for hundreds of millions of dollars in federal education reform money, but New Jersey fell three points shy of nabbing the spot because of an application error. How's that for controversy? Who could forget the helicopter controversy, the original Choppergate, where in 2011 he took a break from work to travel from Trenton to Montvale to catch five innings of his son's high school baseball game using a state police helicopter which costs $2,500 an hour to operate? Who could forget backing off his pension promise? Who can forget the get the hell off the beach? Who can forget killing the Ark Tunnel? And who, of course, can forget Bridgegate? This guy has been a total failure in public life. The guy needs to stop criticizing Donald Trump and worry about rehabilitating his own legacy. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight.
Well, apparently the numbers for Friday evening's special program hosted by Governor Cuomo were so explosive that he's evidently coming back tonight at 8 p.m. So if you are interested in hearing from Governor Andrew Cuomo, tune in to WABC tonight at 8 p.m. I'm sure it's going to be interesting. And what I'm interested in hearing is his interaction with the callers. Towards the end of the show on Friday, some challenging callers started to get through. I would love to see those folks call in at the very beginning of the show and challenge him on a whole host of issues. Hey, speaking of the governors, the current governor, Kathy Hochul, looks like she is poised to appoint one of the existing members of the state court of appeals to the new job of chief judge of the New York State Court of Appeals. We know this because she has submitted a bill that would allow her not to go through the whole process twice. So there's three people in contention on the existing list that the uh, Commission on Judicial Conduct put together. So three of them, Rowan Wilson, Shirley Troutman, or my favorite, Anthony Canataro, they're in contention. Now, if one of them gets picked, she would have to then appoint another associate justice. Now, what she's saying is, don't make us go through this whole process again. Let me pick from the same list of seven. I am hoping it is not Rowan Wilson or Shirley Troutman. Both of those were appointed by the governor to the Court of Appeals to begin with, both of those would be a disaster. And what some people are saying, including Roberto Ramirez, who helped lead the Latinos for LaSalle effort, is that doing so, passing this law, would be inappropriate because it would exclude potential candidates for associate judge who didn't apply because they thought the selection process from the commission was only reviewing applicants for chief judge. I agree with him because the job of chief judge in New York is so much different than the job of associate justice. There are so many different aspects of it that are more administrative. So I hope the governor does not get her way, and I hope she has to go through this whole process again and select from seven new names. Beam me up! To be continued.